0: Welcome to episode number 53 of the Mastering Marriage podcast, where our goal is to strengthen, unite, and restore your marriage. everybody my name is amanda taylor and together with my husband david we are the co-founders of mend dot com. and our goal is to break the back of divorce by bringing married couples together to be accountable keep the passion alive and destroy the hidden issues that try to rip marriages apart and we are back in the booth today with me of course amanda taylor and
1: my co-host my (laughs) husband David Taylor, we are back, y'all. Welcome. Well, okay, I'm 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 hype already. I I started off rambling. And I'm turned up and I, okay. So let me you tell you guys, like, you sound like a minion. What well, a minion? What's a minion?
0: The
1: the. the I don't sound thing? like the little thing. <laughs> 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 His chick just said I sound like one of those minions. Anyway, um, so first let me let me let me just clear the air and let you guys know why I'm excited. I'm excited because literally today today was Mandy's last day on her job. Like she's retired Woo! from her job and she's now full-time working from home with me for Mend Our Marriage.
0: Praise yes. God. Yes. I mean, wow. like,
1: so I'm kind of turned up about that. Um, <laughs> and surreal. so just, you guys are going to have to deal with me for this entire show. Um, <laughs> and, and the reason why this is important, and I, and I put this in my Facebook post, but the reason why this is important is because now we can finally dig our heels hill, even deeper into this whole marriage restoration thing, exactly, and really, really so go excited. deeper and expend ourselves even more mm-hmm. to make sure that we're being, I guess, the best that we can do to help you guys as marriages out.
0: Right, the best we can be yeah. to to restore marriages, yes. to and mend so, marriages. Yeah. So
1: she's here. I got her all to myself. No, no longer <laughs> is anybody else pimping her. I get to pimper, Now, let me stop. <laughs> But I'm just saying get she um, gets to work with me now instead of working for someone else. So I love you that. We get to work together. Yes, yes. All so, time. So I do want to just say that that's going on. So that's why I'm hype. Also, I'm hype because I know this is the first show that we've done in like the last month. And I do want to apologize kind of for that. Because we prior to us leaving on vacation, we had done a show, recorded it and everything. And then when I go to edit and listen to it, um, it wasn't as – it was subpar. I'll just be honest. It was it was not the best work that we've put out, and there's enough subpar marriage restoration tools out there. I don't want to add to the clutter, mm-hmm. right? And so I did, I made the executive decision to scrap it. Mandy was like, "Why?" I was like, "Cause it just didn't. It wasn't yes, as it potent didn't flow. Yeah, it didn't flow as well. And so, um because honestly, guys, we want to make sure that we are doing. We're putting out top-notch, high-quality content so that it really, truly impacts your marriage.
0: Right, I don't want, want to just entertain impactful. you guys right. and
1: give you guys something to, to say amen to. I want, and I know this is Mandy's desire as well, we mm. want to really change your marriage. Mm-hmm. Um. So so that's why it's taken us a month because usually in the week that it was supposed to come out, we skipped that show. So we do apologize. Um, but we're back. We're back in the booth. So first, let me say this show, episode... Number 53 is brought to you on behalf of, guess what, y'all? We got something new coming. Mastering Marriage University.
0: Yes, yes. This show is
1: brought to you on behalf of Mastering Marriage University. It's not out yet, but this is going to be the premier marriage restoration tool online. It's going to be an online, almost look at it as a video catalog where you go and take Mm. courses. It's an an e-course place where you go and actually take courses on how to improve your marriage. This I mean this is gonna is, be it's, it, y'all. It really I'm telling is telling you. It, I'm telling you the, we're putting a lot of research and You're a lot of everything hours into and, it. Yeah, i it's it's going down. We just got our teleprompter in. Um, so we're <laughs> like doing this high like we're doing this big time. You mm-hmm. know, so the videos are gonna be high quality, the trainings, yes. the content You know the um, the the role playing, all the stuff that we're going to be doing as we teach and encourage and edify. I mean, it's it. Trust me, you guys are you guys are going to want to take advantage of this. Be
0: on the lookout. Yes, yes.
1: Mastering Marriage University coming to a computer near you. Anyway, um, (laughs) so let's go ahead and jump into today's topic because we got a lot of information to cover. Um, and. It's going to be an interesting ride. I just want to say that, you know, this is, today's show is going to be pretty interesting. <laughs> and so, you you're probably wondering why we titled this podcast the way we did. Before you think that there's anything fishy going on because the title is help my net my man needs a man. So before you think that there's anything fishy going on or before you jump to any conclusion about the title, I want to urge you to drop your guard long enough to see what this show is all about. Right. You won't be disappointed. Yeah, I know we're not random. Yeah. Now when we Mandy... funny, but we ain't random. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when Mandy brought this uh idea up, because Mandy does give me a lot of the ideas, um, I immediately was excited about the potential of this show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, especially since I already have a podcast that I cater or that I do that's catered specifically to husbands. It's called For Husbands Only. Right. And you might have awesome already listened show. to it awesome or might have heard, show. but you can go to ForHusbandsPodcast.com to check that out. But today's show is not about that particular podcast, but in some ways they, like this show and my For Husbands Only podcast will sound pretty similar. Mm. Today we're going to talk about why your man, your husband needs another man. <laughs> now if you're a wife listening to this show hold on to your seats because um you're about to take a deep dive into a subject that you won't hear too many people talk about right especially married couples like you don't hear too many married couples talking about this um and if you're a husband and you're listening to this episode know that you are understood like we get you mm-hmm. so Ready? You ready to jump in? You ready to dance? Ready to see what's going on with this? I like to dance. You we like do, to dance? We can, we can do that. Well, I'm not too privy on dancing, but, you know, <laughs> now that you're home full time, maybe I can learn yes. a little thing or two about it, right? Because you're going to be working out with me every day, literally, at the gym. So maybe I can do some, we can go do some tango or something. You want to step yeah. out? <laughs> oh shoot, She turned up. But anyway, um, let's go ahead and dive in. So I will start by saying this. And just hear me when I say this, okay? The role of a husband is probably the most difficult and complicated role for men to assume. Mm. If you are a it's man true. and you're married, chances are that you have in some way been negatively impacted by a failed or unhealthy marriage. That in some way has now framed the way that you view your role as a husband. Mm. So most likely you've had a negative experience with a failed or unhealthy marriage that now has changed the way that you look at your role as a husband. Mm -hmm. On top of this, if you are a man, you have more than likely missed out on receiving key elements that would have properly equipped you to be better at performing your role as a husband. And most likely you didn't get these positive traits. You got a lot of negative ideas from other men in your life. You've probably heard me say this before, but I wanna I want you to take this to heart. This statement that I'm about to say is true, by the way, whether you believe it or not. So I don't care if you don't believe it, it's true. <laughs> but if you grasp it, it can literally change how you position yourself in your marriage. So I'm talking mainly to the wives out there. So to y'all women, Mandy and them, okay? They hear me clear. Okay. What you
0: saying babe? What
1: you saying? <laughs> so the statement is this. Men learn from other men about masculinity, but will get those perceptions of masculinity validated by women, Mm. meaning your husband, he learned from another man, how to be a man. But the type of man that he has become, especially inside of the marriage is based on what the women around him validates to him about him.
0: Mm, that's kind of deep.
1: Yeah, it, it, but it gets even worse because if your husband was nurtured by a female with little to no input from his father, if this was the case for your husband, that means that he is ten times more likely to develop traits that are disruptive towards having a healthy marriage. Now, as I've alluded to earlier, this one truth can have tremendous implications on how you position yourself inside of your marriage, and I'm again. Speaking to the women, speaking to y'all. <laughs> okay, so, but I want you to consider this. Most men truly want to be seen as capable, strong, and masculine. Like, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, I haven't met a man in my, how old am I? 34 years of life. Am I 34? You about to be, about to be 30. Well, I haven't met a man. No. Oh. I am. You're going to be 34 Dang, next I, year. I'll be forgetting my I age. Said
0: next year, next month.
1: <laughs> next month? Okay, yeah. well, I haven't met a man in my 33 years of life, almost 34 years of life, that don't want to be seen as capable, strong, and masculine. Mm-hmm. Actually, I believe the opposite is true. I've, I've met, the men I meet want to be seen as capable, as strong, and as masculine. Right. To the nth degree. Like, <laughs> they want to be seen as super masculine um superman yeah superman we learn from other men that to be a man means to be strong it means to be assertive and it means to be dominant we learn that women want strong men competent men men who can fix provide and protect mm-hmm. we learn that women are attracted to bigger faster and stronger now before you try to you know refute that just be honest with yourself okay be honest, right? Look at them, the man crush
0: Mondays. Yeah, be, yeah. That, well, that, you know, hey, that that look nice, you well, know? Why do
1: you, why do you women like Tyson Beckford? Mm-hmm. Because he looks powerful, mm-hmm. right?
0: It ain't because he nice, because y'all don't even know brother. <laughs> you don't even brother. know the
1: brother. <laughs> you know, but you just based off of looks, I mean, women prefer men, who look bigger, faster, stronger. Okay. that And that's just the truth. Look healthy. Look healthy. And maybe there's a biological component to that because, right, I guess back in caveman era, um, you know, when you saw a man who looked healthy versus a man who looked unhealthy, you know, you could at least assume that the gene pool would be healthier with healthier men. Mm-hmm. Um, but even on a deeper level, you know, women prefer bigger, faster, stronger. So whatever image, now let me go back to what I was saying. Whatever image I think you are the most attracted to, when you look at men, that's the image that I become. And I'm speaking on behalf of men. So if I think that you are attracted to a certain type of man, that's the type of man that I become, even if that is not who I truly am. Mm. So I hide my true self and I become my ideal self. Let's take this a step deeper. You want to go a little step deeper?
0: Yeah, because this is already deep, so might as well take another (laughs)
1: step deeper. Let's go deeper. So, okay, men don't learn how to manage and regulate their seemingly, and I'm doing air quotes here, so don't crucify me. Men don't learn how to regulate their seemingly feminine emotions because we're taught to avoid them so that we can appear strong. And again, strong is in air quotes. If this is not enough, the women in our lives Celebrate us for being strong and manly men. That is until, of course, it's time to connect on a consistent basis with them on an emotional level. And that usually occurs when it's marriage time. Mm -hmm. So women want men who are rough and tough and strong until it's time to get married. And then when it's time to get married, they require those men to be emotionally vulnerable. I I hope you guys are starting to see the problem with this. Likewise, now get this. Most fatherless men, and most men are fatherless, unfortunately, in today's generation. But most fatherless men aren't taught to be disciplined because their mothers don't hold them accountable. Now, I'm not speaking just from head knowledge. I'm going off of experience. For me growing up. I grew up in a single-parent home. It was my mom and three sisters, mm-hmm. right? My mom protected me, and my mom spoiled me. Now my sisters would call me out on this, but, you know, who cares? <laughs> I was a mama's boy. Uh, and so imagine growing up being nurtured, protected, and spoiled by, by your mom so that the dirt that I did do, my mom really didn't know about it, and she didn't really necessarily, I'm not going to say she didn't discipline me, but I got bailed out a lot because of my mom. Now, imagine how entitled I became. And imagine how entitled I was when I met my wife. <laughs> but <laughs> she didn't know this. Like, Mandy didn't know I had this sense of entitlement. Mm-hmm. Think about it because I wanted to be accepted by Mandy. Right. I wanted Mandy to look at me and be like, wow, that's the man that I want to spend the rest of my life with. Mm-hmm. I wanted her to think that. So I didn't present as being entitled. Instead, because I knew that. Right, She wants a man who could be giving, who could be generous, and who could be kind. I played the role. Think about that. This happens. Now, long story short, she falls for it, and after a short while, we're married. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This really happened, by the way. Mm -hmm. A a better way of saying it is this. She validates my mask mainly because it is meeting her own personal needs, and then she lets me in. Mm -hmm. Now, If you take an objective look at your marriage, at the sequence of events that led you to be married to your husband, it probably followed those same steps. But with this title of marriage, of course, comes a lot of difficulties. (laughs) And I mean a lot. Um, And yeah, it it hit us like a ton of bricks when we first got married. Mm -hmm. The difficulties came crashing down and things changed, right? All of a sudden, the very thing that your husband presented with is the very thing that he can't give you. Now, his true self, the person incapable of, let's say, connecting with you on an emotional level or the person that's incapable of being selfless because he's entitled like I was. All of a sudden, that selfish person or that emotionless person is exposed.
0: And it's so interesting because you—I'm pretty sure a lot of wives out there want to ask the question. So, even though you're—you—you you are operating in your ideal self, you do that so well. But then when you—when the marriage comes, how does that all of that disappear and you no longer know how to do that?
1: Well, here's here's what happens. I'm glad you asked or that. It question. seems that way. Well, no, it's a good question. So, so okay, let me answer that question. Two main things happen once he's exposed as being someone different than he really is. Mm -hmm. Someone that you once validated, but now he can't give you what you thought he was able to give you. Two things happen. One of the things that happened is this, um, and I talk about this on my For Husbands Only podcast, but one of the things that happened is that he now goes into his island or his shell and begins the journey of disconnecting from the marriage. That's exactly what happened to me. Think about it like this. And this is going to answer the question, Randy. And and this is true, whether you like it or not. Okay. Think about it like this. Men don't like to lose. Mm -hmm. And it actually goes against their very nature to be in a place where they aren't winning. If being in the marriage is too painful because of his instability to win at being a husband, he will invest more in the areas of his life where he is winning, like the gym, his job, his homeboys, the strip club, or even extramarital relationships. That's why men gravitate to pornography. Because it's easy to win in porn land. In this fantasy world that we have in our minds, that's where we win. What does it mean to win with porn? Well, it's easy to feel masculine. It's easy to conquer. It's easy to have it. Like if a man is having sex with a woman on, mm-hmm. you know, whatever porn video they're watching, right. the man usually assumes the role of the person the man that's having sex with the woman okay and so as he's pleasing the woman in the video that's what's going on in the man's mind okay. he's pleasing the woman mm-hmm. right and so it's it's easy to win there okay because the man always wins there and right? i was or, good
0: to break that down yeah
1: yeah mm-hmm. so good question mm-hmm. now the other thing that happens is this well did you have any other questions about that before i move to the second thing that happens I'll think
0: about it. Not right now. Though. Okay.
1: Now remember, I'm talking about the things, the two main things that happen once your husband is exposed as being someone different than who he really is. So pretty much he's exposed as being a fraud. He spit game. He got you. And now he can't return on the promise that he gave you to get you. Okay. Um, <laughs> it just happens. So the second thing that happens is this, um, is you, the wife will begin to feel disappointed and frustrated with not getting what you originally were promised to receive. For most women, they began to try to emotionally manipulate their distant husbands into conforming into the image that he presented to be when they first met the image that she initially affirmed in him. I want you to hear me on this. Okay. Don't try to say that this is not you and maybe it's not, but for most women, they will use their emotions and their words to try to push their husband into being who they used to be. This is usually also around the time when she becomes very verbally combative and will actually use her words to tear him down in an attempt to motivate him towards action. This happens, okay? And, and it's, I'm not, well, I'll just keep going because it does happen. I'm not going to try to make sense of it or try to justify it away. Some of y'all use y'all words and you spew venom, venom and all of a sudden you wondering why he don't want to come home. Right. As as can... Well, you have something you want to
0: say, and it can be hard. I mean, just speaking on behalf of wives, you know, it can be hard for us, especially when we, we get promises and, and, you know, certain promises from the man that we love and we have certain things that we want out, out of our relationship, as far as romance, as mm-hmm. far as connection, and then we find that he actually can't give that. Um, so, you know, just it, it, it's hard. And so mm. especially if we, what happens is it starts to reveal if we're emotionally stable or not. And I know for me, that's what I went through. I had to go to God to help me with that, to become an emotional, uh, emotionally stable person mm. so that I could better deal with, you know, the adjustment in yeah. our marriage. Yeah. And then God eventually worked that out in both of us and fulfilled us in the, in the places that only he could fill us in.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point. And to add to that, it also reveals why you got married. And we did a podcast about that, that Mm -hmm. answers the question, why did I get married? Mm -hmm. But a lot of times, if we're honest, we get married to meet our own personal needs. Mm -hmm. We don't get married to give forever to another person. Mm -hmm. We get married because that person has done something for us. Has made us feel safe, secure. Mm-hmm. Has made us feel validated, valuable, beautiful, sexy, mm-hmm. attractive, and all right. of a sudden we, you know, we drop our guard, our guards because they're meeting those needs. Mm-hmm. Now, it, let me continue on with this sequence because it it goes even further. So, as much as now, I'm I'm talking about when a wife uses her words and her emotions to try to, I guess, coerce her husband back into action. Now, as much as she may want her husband to respond in a positive light, mm-hmm. guess what? The damage is already done. And unfortunately, most men will no longer feel safe enough to be who they thought they needed to be for the marriage. So he's already now, he, he's disconnected himself and now he doesn't even feel safe enough to come back because guess what? To come back means that he has to own the fact that he's lost to being a husband. Define for them what safe means in this
0: uh, description, well, in what it de- you're saying. It
1: depends on the person. It depends on the husband. It depends on what the husband knew growing up. What type of environment was he most safe in? What was his attachment style to his parents? What was his relationship with his mom? What was his relationship with his dad? What was the marital environment? Was there verbal abuse? Was there emotional abuse, sexual abuse? What was stability like? Was he homeless? All those things come into play when you're trying to determine what your husband means by safe and secure. Mm
0: -hmm. So what you're saying is safe in this particular instance is saying,
1: um, where he feels the most stable at, yes, where he feels the most accepted, the most valuable, um, the most easy to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good. God. um but guess what they won't feel safe enough to come back to the marriage because they won't feel safe enough to fail mm-hmm. ever again in the marriage and we hear this we we listen we work with so many spouses now and mm-hmm. it, it's amazing that the husbands will say i don't feel safe enough to fail with my wife mm-hmm. it's amazing and so you wonder okay what does he see in um, what's the girl, Becky with the good hair? Oh, what nice. does he see with Becky? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, it was just the lemonade you know, reference. Hey. Gotta, gotta, yeah, stay, hey. gotta stay trendy. You gotta stay trendy. <laughs> he, What he sees with Becky is the fact that he can feel safe enough to be who he thinks he needs to be. Mm-hmm. Whereas with you, he can't be that person. His flaws, his failures are constantly brought to the surface. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, again, mm-hmm. men don't like to go where they are not winning.
0: And it's a cycle because Becky with a good hair is, of course, putting on her ideal self, oh, yeah. not her true self and being what she thinks he wants. She's a band aid.
1: Yes, yeah. exactly. So, and, and we're not going to go there today, but that's a really good topic that we may have to dig into. Yes. Um. But think about this. The more you push them to change, the more you push your husband to change, the more you kind of nag or verbally you know try to coerce him to change the more he will resist it men resist it because guess what like i said earlier you're pointing out their inability to love you correctly and whenever that happens it only reminds them of one of their greatest fears and i don't know if you've listened to my for husbands only podcast but i talk about how men have two fears women usually have one But one of the fears that men struggle with, especially in marriages, is the fear of being inadequate or the fear of not being enough. Mm. Most couples Mm. find themselves stuck inside of this vicious loop or cycle where both of you are reacting in a self-preserving manner as a way of coping with the tension that is currently being experienced. And so most couples find themselves in this loop and they're stuck. And it's a cycle, which means that it keeps repeating itself. And then you come to us, right? And then we help expose the cycle. And, or not just to us, but I'm saying you 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 usually go get help when you find yourself stuck in the cycle. Right. Um, whether it's us or another couple or a therapist or whatever. You usually go there when you see that you're stuck. That's right. At this point, there are only two things that you can do to positively influence your husband towards change. Now... The first thing is this. The first thing that you can do is change your approach. I'm talking to the wives out there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Y'all women. The first thing that you guys can do, if you're looking to positively change your husband or influence him towards change is to change your approach.
0: Mm -hmm. I know that can be hard to swallow.
1: Yeah. Cause I'm not just making it about you, but it is about you first. Matter Mm -hmm. of fact, if you think about it, you are the only thing that you can change in your relationship.
0: Right, you're, you're the only person that you have power over. Yeah, that you, you can you know, that you have control yeah, over.
1: Yeah, and you've tried to change him with your words, right, with your actions, and as a result, it's pushing him away. Mm-hmm. So why not focus on you first? Mm-hmm. And that's actually what we do when a person comes to our overflow program, which I'm not pitching because it's kind of full right now. <laughs> um, but go check it out if you're interested. But if it's you full. need it, we, yeah, overflowme.com. Yeah. But that's usually what we do when we first get a, a standard is we help focus, help them to focus on themselves right. because they usually come in focusing on how can I get my husband back? How can I save my marriage? Mm-hmm. And we say, well, no, let's focus first on how you can save yourself. Exactly. You know? How you
0: can fill yourself, how up. you can
1: fill yourself up. That's key. And Mandy has an excellent book about that called
0: motivated to love. Yay. So
1: you can go to motivated, the number two, love to.com to .com check that one out. Yeah. It's an Amazon bestseller, by the way, meaning a lot of people have liked that book and bought that <laughs> book Be, because it, it really does help women and men mm-hmm. change themselves.
0: Yes. Learning yeah. how to love unconditionally.
1: Yep. Yep. So, so let me get back cause I can go off again, but the first thing that you can do is change your approach. Now I call these counterintuitive strategies. Now, this is a big, that, that's just a big word from, for doing the opposite of what you usually do. So what that means for you is that you have to resist the urge to do what you normally would do when reacting to your distant husband. Now, research has shown that the biggest fear that women have in their marriages is losing connection with their husbands. So if if the two biggest fears for men are the fear of being inadequate and the fear of being incompetent, the biggest fear for women is the fear of disconnection. Mm -hmm. So let's do a scenario. And now I will do a shameless plug for Mastering Marriage University because a lot of people, when we're working with them, they want to see – these strategies actually modeled or played out. And so in Mastering Marriage University, you're going to get tons of video modules where we'll be actually role-playing these things right, in the
0: wrong way. Exactly.
1: But for now, you just got to use your imagination. So I want you to kind of imagine this scenario. And it probably happened to you at some point in your marriage. Let's say that you and your husband walk in from church or from wherever, and he heads straight for the couch, picks up a magazine or a paper to read. Or he picks up the remote control, turns to ESPN, and then he's just plugged into the TV. Now, because he normally doesn't do this, you instinctively ask him what's wrong. (laughs) This used to happen to Mandy and I all the time. I'll come home, come to my office, and here comes Mandy floating Mm -hmm. in the room. What's wrong? And then I would say, or he would say, if you're using the scenario, he'd say, nothing's wrong. But... Because you already know that he normally doesn't do this, you continue with the question. Because, again, he's just looking at the paper or reading the magazine, not really paying you any any attention. And so you say something is wrong. You came straight into the house and picked up this magazine or newspaper to read, and you never do that. And all of a sudden, he begins to respond out of frustration, which only leads you to do what? Raise your level of frustration Mm -hmm. to get your point across. Now, this is usually when the wives <laughs> take a jab at them by saying something like, well, what happened to the guy who used to come home and spend time with me? Or why have you become such an isolated person? All of a sudden, right, these questions become more personal and more, uh, I guess, anger-fueled. Now, if you're married, I'm fairly certain that this scenario in some form, some shape, has happened to you a few times. Um, again, like I said, it happened to us a lot, Mm -hmm. uh, by him coming home and plugging right into the paper or the computer or the football game, he triggered your fear of disconnection, Mm -hmm. causing you to feel like there was something wrong or that you did something wrong to cause him to disconnect Mm -hmm. from you. So true. Yeah. Now, instead of reacting as you normally would, I want you to do something like this instead. I want you to say something like this. So when he when he comes and he disconnects or he goes and plugs right into the TV, I want you to say, I understand that we just got home from a long church service, and I can tell that you need your space. I would like to spend some time with you later on, though, uh, once you have recharged. How does this sound to you? Very basic, right? Yeah. But guess what you just did? And again, this is huge because instead of pressuring him, To respond based off of your fears, your fear of being disconnected, Mm -hmm. you acknowledge where he is and you provide him with an opportunity to partner with you regarding meeting your need to feel connected.
0: That's good.
1: And so you disarmed him and it was very basic. You acknowledge where he was and ask if later on you guys can do something together. And I know it sounds so basic, but it's those basic things that people overlook. Right. Okay, so don't overlook this. It's a small foxes. Yeah, it's the small foxes that spoil the vine. Now, that's, that's one way that you can influence your husband towards healthy change is changing your approach, mm-hmm. using counterintuitive strategies to make sure that you are doing something that you normally wouldn't do. And
0: remember, it's not about the fact. It's not about, well, why do I have to do something? Remember that we need to be the change that we want to see. Mm -hmm. And we are the, we are the ones who have control over ourselves. So we have to just woman up or man up and, you know, take the lead, lead by example.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I know people will still ask that question. So why do I have to do all the heavy lifting? And you got to remember. What if both of
0: you say that? What what if you both say that, then you will never grow. You will never get past where you are.
1: Yeah. And you got to be honest about your husband often he's ill-equipped to be the husband that you thought he was supposed to be and that you want him to be. And he may
0: have a low emotional IQ.
1: Yes. Most more than likely he does have a low emotional IQ. And it doesn't
0: mean that he is disabled or he is.
1: Yeah. No, it doesn't. He has a
0: disability or some type of mental condition. It just meant, it just means that emotionally men are underdeveloped and not taught. Yeah. How to be emotional.
1: Hey, it's not his fault. I mean, this is a, this is a byproduct of society. Remember men learn how to be men from other men, but we get that definition validated from women. So Mm -hmm. chances is I I can give you guys a real, um, example. I know someone that like, should I, I'm gonna give this example. I'm just going to do it. Uh, so they have a, a teenage son, single parents, teenage son. Um, And, it, okay, I'll say it this way. Most women would never date a man or even want to marry a man who hits them, who puts their hands on them, right? You wouldn't want to date me if I beat you up, right? No, sir. <laughs> right? Most women don't want that. But I know a lot more instances than one, actually, where the mom, if it's a single parent, raising a, a son, will say, if she hits you, hit him back. Defend yourself. Protect yourself. Right? So... At a young age, he's learning how to be the complete opposite of what she really wants. He's learning how to be a type of man that doesn't have the discipline, that doesn't have the structure, like I was growing up. So, I mean, if you want to be technical, the reason why he is the way he is is probably because of a woman in his life. Just being honest. Anyway, let me go to the second thing that you can do to influence your husband to becoming a better version of of himself. And this second thing is this. Pray to God that God begins to provide your husband with positive male influences. Now this is huge and it's often overlooked, but pray that God begins to surround him with other men who can teach him how to be a better version of himself.
0: That is so, so, so true and impactful.
1: Yeah, it is. And as of today, finding positive and healthy male influences is at a premium unfortunately now despite this reality it is highly necessary for all men to have other healthy men to learn from it is vital it is necessary you can't get away with this you have to have if if you're a man you need need n-e-e-d i know men don't like to say they need anything but you need other healthy men to glean from the bible says it this way iron sharpens iron that's right Right. Right. And so you got to be able to be sharpened by something that is as sharp or sharper than you or harder than you. Okay, Uh, as I stated earlier, men learn from other men how to be men. So as the title of this podcast states, your man does need a man, need a man. See how we looped (laughs) that one back in, looped it back here. Yeah, he needs a man. He really does. He needs another male that he can be safe around. Mm -hmm. Someone that gets His plight, the masculine journey, Mm -hmm. someone that he doesn't feel the need to wear a mask around. Being a husband is often a lonely and, yes, depressing job. Ask any husband, you get him alone and you ask him that question, they'll tell you it's lonely here. Because a lot of times we have, again, these huge expectations on us to be something that we don't know how to be.
0: It doesn't mean they're not happy with their wife or children. It just means the demands of a husband, Mm, the responsibilities of the husbands can bring a lot of pressure.
1: Yes. I like the way you put that huge and wives, you have to realize and accept that just accept it so that we can now change it. Don't feel like, well, no, that ain't me. No. Ask yourself, how have I put pressure on my husband? And this is not, Absolving your husband of being a responsible man. Okay, this podcast is not about giving a man a get out of jail free card. It's right, not. Right. But we're about showing the truth so that we can go to where we need to be in our marriage and work together and to work get together. there. Yeah. Most men will never admit to you that they have pressure. Well, actually, if you pressure him to admit it, he will. But on the surface, most men will never admit to you that they that they're lonely or depressed. In their job as a, as a husband. But they will. So they, they're not going to share it with you, the wife. But guess what? They will share it with another man. They, they'll share it with me. I get it all the time. Most women expect for their husbands to communicate to them where they are emotionally. But understanding that they may be incapable of doing this with you will help you take the burden off of his shoulders. That's key, guys. It really is key. He needs a man in his life that can help guide him. So I want you to do this. I want you to pray that God begins to divinely orchestrate healthy, masculine connections for your husband. Pray that he meets men who have integrity, men who could model healthy, masculine emotions, Mm -hmm. men who could demonstrate unconditional love. Because that's probably... The one thing that he missed growing up was a healthy model of a man demonstrating unconditional love. We see that with our moms, Mm -hmm. but we very rarely see that with our dads. We see him providing if he's still there, but we don't see him loving unconditionally. Mm -hmm. And so he needs to learn. Your husband will need to see another man model that. A lot of times that happens within the confines of the marriage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, I do want to say this. Okay. Men, healthy men, they're out there. They just need to be prayed into position and, prayed and because you have position. spiritual authority in your marriage. Thank you, baby. Because you have spiritual authority in your marriage as the wife, you can begin to pray those men into position. Speaking of position, and, and we're going to be wrapping up here because I know we've been on for a while, but speaking of position, I'm looking to actually put together. And I talk about this in my for husbands only podcast, but I'm actually looking to put together an exclusive mastermind for husbands who are interested in becoming their true selves so that their marriages and their lives are lived to the fullest. I'm so excited about that. I am too. I'm nervous but I'm excited, you know, um because I don't necessarily know all the uh kinks that I need to work out. It'll but work out though. I am because it's needed. Yeah, it's needed. So this group will be made up of, initially I said 50, only about 50 husbands, but I, the demand is becoming higher and higher. So we may have to knock this number up. Um, but this man, this group is going to be for men who want to have more accountability, uh, more access and personalized contact with me and other men, not just me, but other men, um, as we work together to enhance their marriages. That's awesome. You know, this is something that I wish I would have had on day one. Like I wish I would have, one of the criterias for being married was that I needed to be connected with at least five other married, healthy men, mm-hmm. a mastermind of some sorts. Uh, and so, yeah. Uh, now, again, like I said, I haven't started this master- mastermind, but I have been compelled to start laying the foundation so that this can become a movement. Mm-hmm. Now, Mandy, you're not allowed. I know you're going to be here full time, but you can't participate. <laughs> just just letting you know. It's for I men be only. <laughs> But I want this to be something that husbands from all walks of life can benefit from. So if you're a husband listening, or if you're a wife and you and your and you share this with your husband and he's interested in learning more details about this, I want you to do this. This one thing. Email me at David at Mendourmarriage.com. So email me at David at mendourmarriage.com and just say you're interested in being a part of the husband's mastermind group. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, and if I don't respond today or even in the within the week, don't worry. I got your email, but I'm filtering through hundreds and hundreds of emails literally uh, a day. And so I'm getting this, I'm grouping them. And then once I get the foundation established, I'll be communicating with all of the husbands. Uh, so send that email, david at mendermarriage.com. And just let me know you're interested in joining the husband's uh, mastermind group. Uh, but again, you could influence your husband to change through changing how you position yourself and praying that your husband finds other healthy Mm -hmm. men because your man needs a man. He does. He really does. And so, and and again, if maybe you have a positive male in your life, maybe your father, or maybe your pastor. Right. And so I I don't think if there's a problem with you actually going out and requesting that those men become a part of your husband's life, Mm -hmm. especially if he needs it. Right. Don't keep, the good men to yourself. I mean, share <laughs> them with us. <laughs> um, but in, in any case, let's wrap up here because I know we've spent enough time with you, but it's going down, guys. I'm happy to have my baby, my boo here full time. Oh. I'm nervous too, because. Now I get to see her 24-7. Uh, good thing we got two different offices. We got right? two Cause, offices. Because I can't work in the same office. There op- is a wall just, between Yeah, there's us. a wall between us. Because <laughs> I can't work in the same office with her because she distracts me. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, just being real. But anyway, um, right. before we wrap up, I want you to remember a few things. Remember that you can email us. You can leave us a voicemail like a lot of people have done um, on our website. Um, or you can leave a comment to this particular podcast. You can do so at... Um, you can actually go to mendermarriagecom slash episode 53. You can like, you can comment, and you can share this particular episode. Leave us some comments, guys, because we yes. would like to hear what you're saying and what you're mm-hmm. thinking. And also answer any questions that you have. If you see this on Facebook, share it with someone else. Yes. Okay? Please help us by sharing this with someone else. Um, remember that you can um also subscribe in iTunes. And you can leave an honest rating and review there. Um, And the more uh, access, the more ratings and reviews we get there, the more access other people will have to this particular podcast. That's right. Uh, So please leave a rating and review. Subscribe. If you haven't subscribed in iTunes, make sure to do so there. We appreciate Um, you all. And we definitely appreciate y'all. I'm David Taylor. This is Amanda Taylor. And we out, y'all. Deuces. Deuce, deuce, baby.